0: The late-night anger management class, level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Shout-out to all of our radio affiliates, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between um, kicking it uh, this evening. So we've got a lot of stuff to unpack uh, tonight. Week 14 of the National Football League, not done yet. We've got the Monday-nighter. The Cleveland Browns not getting a lot of respect, I hear, as the Baltimore Ravens are favorites uh, in this football game. And you know what? Cleveland... Cleveland are the better football team. Uh, Baltimore's minus three right now. The total is 45 and a half. We've got numbers for week 15. The Los Angeles Chargers take on the Las Vegas Raiders, a fading uh, Raider team as uh, we were on the Indianapolis Colts uh, today. The Raiders are three-point favorites. It was three and a half earlier in the day. The Buffalo Bills coming off their 26-15 victory tonight. Now go to Denver as the Buffalo Bills North American tour continues. And uh, the bills are rolling right now. The bills are rolling. The bandwagon is filling up. The bills check in at 13 to one to win the Super Bowl uh, right now. The third choice in the AFC after Kansas City and uh, Pittsburgh. Although the Buffalo Bills are a better football team than the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Pittsburghs have problems, man. You know what? If you throw the football 37 times and you you know you have 187 yards, you've got a problem. Everything is dink and dunk, all right? Dink and dunk. Dink and dunk, dunk and dink, and even when they were down, they were throwing the ball sideways. It's been a problem, you know, ongoing for a couple of weeks now. The Pittsburgh Steelers' ground game is non-existent. Uh, don't look now, but the NFC least division is starting to get pretty interesting. Actually, Jalen Hurts, um, Jalen Hurts energizes the Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly, and the Eagles flew today against the badass New Orleans Saint football team that uh, they don't lose a lot of games. And uh, Philadelphia won that game. And not just won the game, but Philadelphia uh, beat them down. Is it too little, too late? Washington getting it done. You know, Matt, you know, super impressive win for the Washington football team, WFT. And speaking of the Washington football team, are they now the Cleveland baseball team? Are they, is that what we're calling them? The Cleveland baseball team? As um, the Cleveland Indians are no more. All they right, right? They're, they're changing their name. And unlike the circus in Washington, it's not going to take them two years to come up with a new name. And in fact, they say they're going to have a new name by the end of the week. Now cue a bunch of uh, non-natives who are no doubt outraged by the cancel culture. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I am Renzi. As we pick up the pieces, it's week 14 of the National Football League. We've got one game left. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns getting three points on their home field. Not getting a lot of respect. But Cleveland's a lot like Buffalo. And Buffalo is further advanced along right now than the Cleveland Browns are. But you know, the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills have been on primetime television. They've been on TV now four times, I believe it's been. Right? They were on TV in the makeup game against Tennessee on a Tuesday night. They got smoked. They were on TV against the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost in Buffalo. They didn't get smoked, but they didn't play well. Uh, neither did the Chiefs, really. It was an ugly game. They lost. So the public, the national perception wasn't great of them after that, you know, the national performances. Then they were on Monday Night Football last week. They beat San Francisco. They were on Sunday Night Football. Um, They are on Sunday Night Football. Tonight, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I find this as the same thing as being a Toronto Raptor fan as well, that every time the Raptors or, like, the Bills are on national television, it's like these jackasses have never seen them before. They're like, oh, wow, I'm really surprised about how well, Josh Allen has really progressed. It's like, well, like, do you guys do your job or, like, do you watch every team in the league? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they act surprised. Or the other thing is they always say, you know, I really want to see something from Buffalo tonight. Like, you know, like like whatever, dude. Like, you know, like the Bills have something to prove to, to Chris Collinsworth, right? It's amazing how Chris Collinsworth sucks up to Ben Roethlisberger, man. Like, you know what, like every time the wide receiver on the Steelers would drop a ball, Collinsworth was all over them. And I don't know if you guys remember a play. It was on first down. They were trailing late. And basically Ben dropped back and he threw it to to the running back. And it was nowhere near him. It was like over his head. And Collinsworth goes, man, you know, they've had problems all night with this, you know, drop passes and they're just not in sync. It's like, why don't you just say that Ben is off as well? But Collinsworth can't do that. Oh, God forbid. Oh, no, it's not big. It's not Ben's fault. Oh, no, 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 not Ben's fault. Right? So whatever, man. Suck. suck, Who cares? Suck it, national media. I don't think the Bills care what you think. Josh Allen doesn't care. Oh, now I'm a Josh Allen believer. Who cares? Nobody cares. The only people that Josh Allen care about are what his teammates think. All right? That's all he cares about. Doesn't care about anybody else. Doesn't care what the opinion is. I don't know why people seem to care and think that athletes care about what their opinion is. And you know now Cleveland come into this in the same type of setting. Ooh, they've got to prove themselves. They've got to prove themselves somehow to the world. I don't know. Lamar Jackson's got to prove that he complete he can complete a freaking pass, doesn't he? All right, let's go to the pipelines right now. Let's not let's not keep our crew uh, let's not keep our crew waiting. The Windy City crew uh, in the house. 844-843-6879. That's 844 844-843- 843 Six eight seven nine. Kevin in Chicago steps up. What's going on, Kevin?
2: Gabe, I grew up an amateur wrestler, and you know what I love about amateur wrestling is you can't blame anybody but yourself. You're the only one out there. There's no one to blame. It's not this guy, that receiver, this and that. But every <laughs> once in a while, the National Football League, you. You get to see it. You get to see it where all the all the Carson Wentz truthers, it comes. They get the they get the um, kick in the butt because Jalen Hurts comes in big game, gets a win. They guess, the number one seed in the NFC, and but make no mistake, they'll be coming out in full force. The Carson Wentz truthers say, "Oh, it's it's this and that. Oh, his style of play lends better to um, the Eagles." It's just they'll never stop. Even when Jalen Hurts comes in the same offense, same thing, gets a big win. They'll still say it's not Carson Wentz's fault. It's this guy's fault and that guy. And it was just the same thing with uh, Rosen and what's his name? Kyler Murray. So the same thing with that situation where, all in all, Josh Rosen didn't have a chance. They They didn't put him in a good spot, this and that. Kyler Murray comes in. Completely changes the franchise, and you see this time um, and time again. What's your thoughts on yeah. that
0: Oh, you're right, Kevin. I, I'll tell you what—it's—and the thing is, it's not even so much that, like, to pick on Carson Wentz um, or to pick on a Josh Rosen type. But the fact of the matter is, dude, in today's NFL, nobody has time. Whose offensive line is good? Every team, like even the very good teams, Mahomes doesn't have ten seconds back there. Mahomes is often running for his life. They, you know, if you don't, if you don't get rid of the ball quickly, number one and number two, if you're not mobile, you're screwed in today's NFL. Look at the Matt Ryan's, the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Philip Rivers of the world. All these drop back quarterbacks, unless they get five seconds, they're screwed, right? And even our guy Goff, same thing. He gets away with it because the Rams have an ultra quick release. Like, they, they're they like, boom, the Rams get rid of the ball as quick as anyone in the NFL, right? Like, along with Brady. So, and look, like, so you look at, like, Brady, even, that's Brady's M.O. Get rid of the ball fast. And Carson Wentz, the, you know Carson Wentz reminds me of? Jay Cutler. Remember in the old days? You're in Chicago, so remember the old days? Cutler would get sacked, like, ten times a game and stuff, and Adam Gase was the O.C. And he goes, you know, it's up to our damn quarterback not to get sacked all the time. It's not the offensive line's fault. And he's right. It's the same thing with Carson Wentz. We get it, bro. You know, yeah, there's pressure, but you don't have five seconds. No one does. And he stands there, or he rolls out slowly, and you saw the difference today. The second things broke down, Jalen Hurts would sprint for the sticks, man. He'd sprint for the marker with aggression, with precision, like a hungry football player, not like a guy that was overdrafted from North Dakota State that's already rich and set for life, bro. And then you see... Carson Wentz was pissing people off. He's walking around the sidelines. He's getting in people's way and stuff. You know, it was a bad day for Carson because it was almost like, dude, you got to get out of our way. And I don't know what was it about, but I don't know what he said to Peterson, but there's a picture out there. They're wearing masks, but Peterson doesn't look happy. And he's sort of looking at Wentz like you know, he's giving him the evil eye. So interesting development there. And Carson Wentz a good kid, Kevin. I'm not picking on him, but Jalen Hurts gives us a better chance to win.
2: Yeah, that's the same thing. I don't. I got nothing against Carson once. Just when there's so many people defending him, like saying, "Oh, it's not his fault, and this and that." You have no choice but to come out and say, "No, it is his fault. He is thinking of the joint, and just you defending him isn't going to help him or anything." And that's where I'm coming from. But I'll leave it to. I got one final question. I've seen on Twitter, January 7th, you're going to SiriusXM. Are you going to be taking off YouTube for SiriusXM exclusive? No, no, we'll still be on. We're still going to be on
0: everywhere that uh, we're on right now. There'll be no changes. We're just adding uh, satellite radio.
2: Okay, sounds good. All right, Gabe, nice to take my call.
0: Hey, good stuff, Kevin. Don't be a stranger. Kevin in Chicago. We're going to get to Julio in a minute, but we're going to a break, so hang in here, Julio, so we'll have more time for you on the other side. Like I said, Chicago is like our uh, number one with a bullet with the Rageaholics. Los Angeles is good to us as well. We have a lot of um we have a lot of listeners in Los Angeles and in California in the Bay Area, uh Fresno, et cetera, you know, San Jose area, uh, California, but Chicago, definitely. Chicago's really stepped up. Uh, we've always had um a Western New York being a bills fan, you know the New Yorkers, Western New York, and of course, Toronto rapping, Vancouver rapping, the Canadians uh, banging. And then of course, there's always. Oklahoma in the house, although sooner or is a Steeler fed. Poor poor sooner or is a Steeler fed. Um, we're gonna get into a little Oklahoma football a little bit later on. Ian Cameron's gonna step up and in. But Bano. You know, so, like I said, we'll get back to the pipelines. I just don't want to rush uh Julio. So uh we'll we'll take more calls on the other side of our break uh, that's coming up uh here. I wanted to say something about uh about Josh Allen tonight that they brought up during the game. And They, they, Chris Collinsworth said said he was speaking with Josh Allen, and they said to Josh Allen, like, what's it like in the city with you guys playing so well right now? And Josh Allen said, I don't know. You know what I mean? He said, everything is closed. Like, the bars are closed. The restaurants are closed. It's only takeout. And he said, I go out for takeout a bit, and I see people. But he goes, it's not the same as it normally is. So he goes, I really haven't seen anybody in the city. He goes, it's been very quiet. So he goes, I don't know. I hope they're happy, basically. And it's interesting. I think that's helping the Buffalo Bills, actually. People in Buffalo kiss their asses, man, if they're 4-12. and 12. I think this is good, and I'll tell you why on the other
1: side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenzi. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh, what's the occasion? I'm rich. (laughs) I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. (laughs) right. right. How much
1: did you win? 116 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Hey, if
0: you won 116 bucks a day, every day, you'd be able to pay your rent and live in a pretty nice place, actually. Well, just, yeah, you better make other money, too, but there would be your rent money. (laughs) That would be your rent money. People never really put things like that in perspective, actually. We've talked about it before, but $200 a day is $72K a year. If you just made $200 a day sports betting, you make $72,000 a year. And that's not that hard to make $200. The thing is, it's hard to stop, right? Like, if you make $200 in the first couple of games, you bet, how many are you really going to stop? No, that's the thing. All right. So I know for people that watch uh, the video portion, you know, it's a radio show, but there's a video feed uh, on YouTube as well um, and other sports grid uh, video, et cetera, apps, whatever. But I know people see like a red, uh, the red party cup, and they always think that, oh, it's a red party cup. What's Marenzi drinking? It's just Pepsi. It's just Pepsi. You don't have to put. You don't have to put booze in a red party cup, do you? You could you could drink Pepsi or Coca Cola or soda. Although Picard Julio strikes me, Picard Julio does uh, is like an announcer. You can tell by his pipes. And most most announcers all drink diet soda. They all drink Diet Coke. That's like the big thing. That's like the official soft drink of uh, the play by play guy. Because I guess like there's too much sugar in the real stuff. But I hate diets. I hate Diet Soda more than I hate Kickers. Uh, diet soda sucks. It gives me a stomachache. Let's bring in uh, Big Card Julio, Chicago, as we go back to the pipelines. 844-843-6879 to Windy City in the house. And you guys should be thanking me in Chicago today. The Bears won because I didn't take them. What's going on, Julio? <laughs> well, my liquid Marlboro Reds, Gabe,
3: are Coca-Cola classics. So I am not a Diet Coke drinker good, good. as a play-by-play man.
0: So You're know, crushing Coca Colas during the game, huh? You crush a bunch of cokes, huh? <laughs> I, I try not to. I I, I don't want to
3: burp uh, while I'm uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Driving down the uh, down the
3: baseline uh, to to the left wing, but uh, I I usually try to drink water. But uh, yeah, my my Marlboro Reds are Coca Cola classics. That's um, a good point. I get to burp about-
0: sometimes. It happens to me. You get to burp, and also too. If you're drinking soda on the air and I've done it, listen, I've been doing this in 19 years now, moving on. Our anniversary's coming up, but you get the sugar letdowns, right? You're all fired up early and then you're like, you're like oh, and then you find yourself, you're like, man, I better crank another one, right? And so it's like, boom. And then, you, you know, next thing you know, you're drinking a six pack. Like, Cam crushes Pepsi's during these shows, man. Like, during a commercial break, Cam will just crush like a can of Pepsi. <laughs> And <laughs> like almost every break, like he can, he can really pound them back. But how was your day today, Julio? Did you, did you win some money today?
3: Uh, I did pretty well. I just looked at my board over the last two days, 86 plays gave, you know, me as a high volume player, as I like to spread the sugar around 52, 32 and two. So uh, uh, some good Christmas nice gifts are on the way for, for the family. Yeah. And big, big help to you, Gabe, you, Gamlu, uh, you, had, you had some great calls uh, this weekend. Gamlu had some calls to, that, to help me out uh, in the UFC last night. And oh, I, swept, I, the play I yeah, swept the board. I swept the board in the man. UFC, 4-0 last night. Some killer fights last night. I think that was one of the best cards of the year to close out uh, the pay-per-view calendar. And, uh, you know, watching some of these NFL games as a in-play better, you know, like Army-Navy yesterday, I'm driving. I'm listening to the game on uh, national radio. And the play-by-play man describing it so well, articulating uh, the, the 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 depths of the fog out there at West Point, I'm just banging the under game uh, yeah, yeah. today. Watching Washington, watching the Jets. You know, if you're watching these games closely, you can easily, you know, in game under, in game over, whatever you you feel like. The where it hurts is if you're not paying attention to the game, or if you're
0: just uh, recklessly betting. But you know, what did we learn, Julio? What did we learn from what I said the other night? I brought it up about the military academies playing each other, right? I said the last 46 times they played, it's gone under. it's 36, nine and one to the under. Now it's 37, nine and one to the under, goes under. And a lot of people said on Friday, I remember Tony Finn and Merrill, yeah, but it's 37. it's so low, 37 and a half. And what did I bring up? And this is a lesson for everybody guys. They put that number there for a reason. Like I said, it was like you know, it was like one of those signs, never mind dog, beware of gun type thing. They were trying to get you to keep walking. They were like, You don't even want to think about betting this under. It's only thirty seven and a half. Keep walking. And I I was like, the lower you guys make this, the more it makes me want to do it. Julio, I bet an in game under nineteen and a half. I went so low in that game. I went I went as low as twelve and a half, Gabe. (laughs) <laughs> In that game on,
3: uh, on Saturday, so that goes to show you how how much I'm pounding. It. You got a little it's greedy. Air Force, I got a little greedy. I did, but I got 15 and a half, so I, I was thankful there. But Air Force take on Army at West Point on Saturday. Weather pending. I'm leaning to the over. The last 12 meetings, at six and six over to the over to the under. So what it's you right now. What's that? What are you insane? Am I insane? No, we just I, talked about how it's
0: thirty-seven
3: I know, and nine. No, no, Holy I, up. I know, I know. If if the weather's terrible, I'll pound it again, or oh, I'll just stay away. But then again, I see why those guys are would would lean to the over. If you're just looking at, I'm just looking at the last six in that series. But yeah, if it, if the weather's bad, I'm pounding the under. If not, it's just to stay away. But you, I, I agree. It's it's tempting to take the over, but the the safer play is the under. Yeah, I'm looking at the NFL, Gabe. Miami ten and three against the spread. Washington eight and five against the spread. Uh, Denver eight and five against the spread. These are teams like Joe Lisi who loves to bet these unattractive matchups. I'm the same way. Look again, I'm you know sweating out and under in the Jets game, who are terrible. They're what? What do I have? What three and ten to, to against the spread? That team is horrible. So are the Cowboys. It's finding those teams that are very good defensively, but not good enough to pull out the the full outright outright win. So that's what I was looking at mainly today in the NFL and kudos to those teams. What I'm looking at tomorrow, I'm just like you. I think the Browns are going to win. I like Browns plus three and a half. Moneyline plus 150. I'm even going to get a little greedy and take a minus three and a half at plus 210. I'm going to take the over in that game at 45 and a half. Nick Chubb to score a touchdown. Lamar Jackson to score a touchdown. And uh, Hollywood Brown at plus 200 is a nice number. I think both quarterbacks will throw an interception and go over one and a half on their touchdown. Lamar Jackson's got a couple of uh, plus prices, especially to over one and a half touchdowns and throwing an interception at plus 126. I like uh, Sam Houston State plus 24 and a half. Look, Oakland were big underdogs today. Cleveland State were big underdogs today. Both covered. I think that's a, a great way to go. If you're looking at big dogs or taking the team total to the heavy favorite, you you'll you find yourself at a plus side more than the minus side of things. So I'm looking at Sam Houston State plus 24 and a half against LSU tomorrow. Northern Colorado plus 14 and a half against Colorado. College football week ahead of like Joe Lisi's thinking on a Northwestern plus 20 and a half, and I like Nevada minus three and a half tomorrow, Gabe, in college hoops.
0: All right, big card Julio. It's not even big. It's like massive. Like all right, Julio. So you bet w- every I game in every to. sport. I don't want to hear your soccer picks now, but you've, you're you're There's betting no every game. Tomorrow, and every, so that's good. Every yeah. Oh, oh, or you? You only have 72 games to bet on tomorrow. I know. I thought I was back. No, it's, it's
3: the holiday season. Again, I'm I'm spreading the sugar around, so these aren't large-unit plays just to let the audience know. I like to spread the wealth, look for some, uh, some plus prices while I'm uh, bargain shopping here, Gabe.
0: Big card, Julio. All right, Julio. May the winners uh, be yours. We'll have all of our props uh, tomorrow on Game Time Decisions. Thanks, Julio. Take care, everyone. Big card, Julio. Not massive card, Julio. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. It's, like, literally, like, once he gets to, like, the 12th pick, it's, like, oh, man, like, uh, and then he started and uh, Nevada plus three and a half, and Southern Mississippi. Listen, Julio's a high-volume better. Um, high-volume betting can work. You know what I mean? If you, you got to manage your units, you bet the same amount on the games all the time. If you win more than you lose, the, the profits add up, right? There's different ways to get to the top of the mountain. So we're not judging big-card Julio's um, system. But that was a lot of picks. <laughs> but that, but, that, but that, 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 was a lot of picks. I just, I just like Julio. It reminds me of the scene in Futurama. It's there's a great scene in Futurama and uh, Simpsons actually. It's when Futurama meets the Simpsons, and Bender gets left behind. All right, And future, Bender is sent. You know, so basically, we don't know the script. It's a crossover. macaroni wrote both shows. They did a crossover, of course, finally. And basically, it was like, it was, I think it was a Futurama that became a Simpsons type thing. Because I remember on the Futurama, they had to go to Earth to kill somebody. And it was Homer. So Bender was programmed to kill Homer. And the thing is, they end up drinking beer together and liking each other and stuff, right? So, you know, whatever. But the thing is, they leave Bender behind. So in Futurama, the, the, the ship takes off, and they leave Bender in Springfield. And Bender goes, oh, my God, like he starts crying and stuff, even though he's a robot. Bender, Bender starts crying, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm left alone in a world I don't know. And he goes, I'm all alone. And then he goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm all alone and in, in back in time. And then he goes, with the winners of every horse race ever. <laughs> and, and then he starts smiling. And he's like taxi to the track. He goes to the track and he looks in his memory banks of what happened like you know what I mean cuz he knows the you know what happened in the you know in the past. And the horse's name is Bender. And it says, "Oh, oh, he goes, "Oh, the horse's name is Bender. We'll hit this on the other side. Bring it. But how much? $100? $200. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. <laughs> late Night Anger Management Class continues. Hi, Renzi. So, yeah, I was just talking about uh, the Futurama bender uh, story, and it, it pertains to big card Julio here. Although Julio raised a good point, to be honest. Um, but so Bender knows the results of every horse race. So, like, he's all depressed. And he goes, I'm all alone. He goes, and he's holding a newspaper. And he goes, with the results of every horse race ever. And he's like, taxi, to the track. So Bender goes to the racetrack in Springfield. And he's at the window. And he, he goes, all right, let me look and see what happens here in this race. And he looks, and he goes, oh, wow. He goes, there's a horse named Bender. And he goes, but it says it finishes last. <laughs> and then he says, but he knows. He's looking at the newspaper, right? He goes, but it says he finished last. He goes, ah, that doesn't matter. He goes, That this, this can't be right. <laughs> and, but he says, he, this is the thing. He goes, it says he finishes last, and he was killed on the track. And he goes, ah, this can't be right. So Bender bets on Bender, the race. And he's watching the race, and the horse is slow, so Bender does, like, a laser beam with his eyes and kills the horse, right? And Chief Wiggum's like, uh, <laughs> Carl, the Chief Wiggum, says, hey, Chief, uh, there's, a, there's a robot on a rampage killing horses over there. He's like, I'm on my day off here, Lou, <laughs> or Carl, whatever, right? So it was Lou. Uh, it was Lou. So um, what's the other cop's name? No one knows, right? The white cop. We all know it's uh it's Lou. No one knows the other cop's name. But so basically, I just go through a speech. I just go through a speech talking about wow, the arm, the military academies always go under the number. It was amazing. We hit that play. And then Julio's like, yeah, I like the over though this weekend <laughs> in, the, in the game. And it's like, dude, like what what part of this like you know now listen, so Julio says they're six and six this matchup uh, the last twelve times. So that would bump up. So it means the Army Navy one is really the way to go, actually more than than this matchup. but still, I'm not getting in front of something. It's now thirty seven and nine. like it's you know, I mean, it's just one of those deals. If it loses, it loses. If you're wrong, you're wrong. I will say, you know what? maybe go a little lighter on this matchup. Uh, But when the service academies play each other, it goes under, man. It goes under. There's a reason why these numbers are low. So it's just amazing, even knowing, like, the trend and even knowing the situation. Julio, no, 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 I'm going to look at the over. Looking at the over. So I missed the news tonight. And I'm usually pretty good. I'm usually pretty good at being on top of things. I'm online all day, et etc. Uh, but I am a Buffalo Bill fan, and I was caught up. Um, I was caught up in, in, in a game. Right? I was caught up in a football game, so I had missed the original news. Uh, I had missed the original news of the uh, Cleveland Indians announcing that they're changing their name. Interesting that they announced this on a Sunday night during a football game. It's clear. It's clear that you know they they just sort of wanted to slide this under the carpet. It's obviously going to be a story, but and it was also pretty smart of them. Like I, that's the, the let me just say this. That's like sort of the initial thing I thought of from a from a PR perspective and from a handling your business as an organization perspective. They did a very good job with this, if you think about it. Like listen. They they know they're changing their name. They knew they were gonna change their name. You know, you know what I mean? It's not like they just decided, it's not like they just decided um, you know, yesterday. All right, you know what? Let's just announce tomorrow night. Like, you know, this decision was coming, obviously. So think about it. They do it on a Sunday night. Um, they do it on a Sunday night when there's a big NFL game going on with Pittsburgh and Buffalo. They do it on a Sunday night the Monday before the Cleveland Browns are playing the Baltimore Ravens. And don't think for a second that that didn't come into play here. Like, they knew exactly, like I said, like, bravo, bravo in how they handle it. Because this you can't do this at 4 in the morning, all right? Dude, that's what the Giants did. Like, when Joe Judge hired Freddie Kitchens, they literally released this at, like, 5 a.m., on like a Sunday morning, no joke. They did the same thing with Jason Garrett. When they announced that they hired Jason Garrett, it was the same thing. They announced it at like three in the morning with a press release type thing, right? So you sort of find out, but there's never that. You don't want that moment. You like If you're gonna do something like this, you don't do it at two in the afternoon. You don't do it at three in the afternoon where it becomes the story of the day, so to speak, right? They did this tonight. It'll get buried in the NFL news in the morning and the week of, you know, football, football, college football, NFL football. And then in the city that they did it in, they have a big Monday nighter. So all day on talk radio in Cleveland and stuff, people, they're not going to want to talk about this. It's going to be more, uh, the Browns are playing. We'll get to the name change later. But it's a big Browns game tonight, right? It was very smart. I give the Cleveland baseball organization. Uh, no longer the Indians, I give them a lot of credit for how they handled this. It's very smart, like, just the way they did this. Now, what what's the fallout going to be? When's the fallout? Tomorrow, like I said, everyone in Cleveland will will comment on it, but they're going to be fired up for the Browns game on Monday Night Football. Tuesday, they're going to be talking about the, what happened in the Browns game. You know what I mean? By Wednesday, who knows? Something else will happen. Right, and and boom, everyone, whatever. They have a new name, so, and then it's over with. Like I said, very, they handle this, uh, they handle this well. So I guess they've they've played, um, they played seven, nearly 17,000 games under the Indians moniker. They are changing, um, they're changing the name and coming up with a new name in consultation with the public. Now they were called the Cleveland Naps before, yet yeah, I don't think that's going to um, I don't think that's going to be the name now. It's not very modern sounding. I personally think that they're going to be called. I think they're going to be called the uh, the spiders. There was a baseball team in Cleveland called the spiders in like um, in the late 1800s before the Indians type thing. There's a history. They've already worn jerseys in the past. You know what I mean? They just keep the C and they move forward type thing. Spiders can't. Like, who can get upset about the spiders? Who's going to get upset? You know what I mean? Spiders isn't going to offend anybody. (laughs) So, and it's a cool name. It's a cool name. You know what I mean? Like, you know, with the baseball glove and the web and there's things you can come up with that'll look cool and you can't complain. It's like, it's. It's in a historic name. You know what I mean? It's like, it's very, and then another thing, like who's not, not a lot of teams are called, you have the Richmond Spiders. Not a lot of teams are called the Spiders. Now listen, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying it will be the Spiders, but this has come up in the past and the Spiders was the front runner. The other one sucks. Like supposedly it's down to the Cleveland Naps, the uh, the Spiders, or the uh, Cleveland Rocks. And that sucks. Cleveland Rocks sucks. Like that's terrible. Like the Cleveland Rocks, that's like um, that's like an arena football league team. Like if Cleveland got an arena league team, that's fine. The team's named Cleveland Rocks, but not a major league baseball team. Man. Come on, like that. That's it's it's unacceptable. That's that's unacceptable. I think I think they're gonna go with the spiders now I saw, I know some people and I don't know you know is there an outrage out there? Is there an outrage out there like are people tuning in right now? are people tuning in with us? Are there anybody like outraged by this? I'm looking on Twitter right now you know under the um, under the stories and they to be honest, It's not like Twitter is lighting up. It's not like Twitter is lighting up with outrage. It's not like Twitter is uh, you know uh, light lighting up with outrage right now about this. They you know obviously it's going to be a political thing on the right. uh, But you know my deal with this is, is it an offensive word and people are going to say, well we've been saying it, it's our tradition and stuff or whatever. There's a lot of traditions that are wrong all right <laughs> like so it's because something's a tradition doesn't mean that it's right a lot of things murder is a tradition is murder good no you know, there's a lot of things that are you know traditions that aren't good but my deal is you you know it'll always be it's always people that are not affected by things that are outraged by things you know what I'm saying like you know like you'll see like um You know, it'll be a bunch of white people, essentially. Let's just call it out for what it is. There'll be a bunch of white people, conservative talk show hosts, some, you know, uh, sports people to cash in on that stuff that'll somehow be outraged by cancel culture, even though they're white. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see if, is there a native group that's outraged that they change the name? I don't think so, (laughs) right? And let me ask you, if the Cleveland Indians is good and okay, then how come... How come Bomani Jones was told, if you ever wear a Cleveland Caucasians t-shirt on TV again, you'll get fired? Like, point blank. And listen, Bomani's got balls, and Bomani Jones, Jones pushes the envelope and is never scared of getting fired by ESPN, yet it was non-negotiable. Like, they basically told him, it's non-negotiable. Like, you cannot wear that t-shirt on the network again. Like... Or you're done and you're not going to get paid because you're in violation of your contract type thing. So even Bomani backed off. But how come? What's so offensive about a Cleveland Caucasians t shirt? And what it was is basically it was deemed offensive because instead of the chief, the Indian, it was a white guy and he had a dollar bill in his mouth. So it was a white guy smiling, greedy white guy with money. And it was deemed offensive. But it's funny how, like, Chief Wahoo wasn't offensive, right? But a white guy with the same thing is offensive. Like, you know, guys, would there be a team called the Cleveland Caucasians? Let me ask you that. Would they get away with calling a team the Cleveland Caucasians? No. No. Not only that, it's a stupid name. So... You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what people, like, you know, get upset about this for. It's pretty simple. It's not rocket science. You know, know, whatever. Women weren't allowed to vote before. I don't want to hear, oh, it's been 105 years. Well, whatever, dude. You know? Slavery existed years ago. Women weren't allowed to vote. Doesn't mean that it's good, right? I think a lot of people that get upset about this thing, they miss those things, right? Well, let's go back to the way it was 200 years ago. Let's be stupid and racist. Um so I got no beef. I've got no beef with their name change. I think the, I think the spiders works. And props to the props to the organization actually for um for being proactive. Well, proactive it was 105 years, but um they did something that they knew they were going to have to do anyways. Now I was under the impression though that they had like a new name. They said like boom, they're gonna know right away. Now they're saying in consultation of the um with with the public, late night anger management class continues, bring it. of warning. level two quickest 180 minutes to as usual uh, we're slowing it down we'll get back to the pipelines I understand that uh, Baltimore uh, is on hold but uh, we're at the top of the hour coming up uh, here so we'll get back to the pipelines Ian Cameron's going to step up and in we'll get into the Baltimore Cleveland game on Monday night we'll get you caught up to date with all the point spreads we haven't hit the numbers uh, for week 15. we gave you a few of the numbers. Uh, actually, we were talking about the Buffalo Bills being on television. Uh, the Bills are going to be on television again, uh, actually, against the Denver Broncos, aren't they? Isn't this game on TV as well? I want to get you caught up to date with the college situation. And listen, nobody knows college football like Joe Lisi does that joined us earlier. And even Joe's like, yeah, what bowl games are on and which ones like, are canceled. <laughs> and it is, it's a little confusing, but I've got the schedule here, at least for the championship weekend of all the championship games. So we'll just sort of get you caught up to date with the start times and everything. And in fact, why don't I rattle it off right now? On Friday, we got the Conference USA championship game. Marshall versus UAB. Uh, MAC championship game on uh, Friday at 7.30. Marshall UAB is at 7 o'clock. MAC championship on Friday. Buffalo versus Ball State. Pac-12 championship. Man, that's going to be cool. Friday night, USC lays six and a half against the Washington Huskies, and I don't think the Trojans are getting enough national respect. Uh, Saturday, Big 12 championship. Iowa State versus Oklahoma at noon Eastern. Louisiana versus Coastal, Sun Belt championship, noon Eastern. Big 10 championship, noon Eastern. Why do these idiots all play at the same time? Big 10 championship. Ohio State versus Northwestern, noon Eastern. ACC championship, North Carolina versus Clemson. I know that game's in Charlotte, 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. SEC championship, Saturday night, Alabama versus Florida, the overrated Florida Gators. Uh, The AAC championship, Tulsa versus Cincinnati, 8 o'clock on Saturday night. And then Saturday night, the nightcap. How about them Spartans? San Jose State takes on Boise State. And I'm gonna be on the Spartans again, baby. Level three coming up, bring it.